Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's gospel reading is one of those readings that I remember from my youth hearing and just being really confused. Jesus says, do you think I've come to establish peace on the earth? I'm thinking to myself, of course he came to, that's what we always pray for like all of the time. And then our Lord goes on to say that from now on there will be division. There'll be division in our families. There'll be division in the church. There'll be division wherever we look. Because he's come to set the earth on fire. He's come to set the earth on fire. To set the earth on fire with the fire of his love. When our Lord entered into the world, he entered into the world to change everything. That's why he entered into the world, to change everything. And at the right time in the history of the world, Jesus entered into the Jewish world. And that world was ruled by the law and this external observance of the law. And God was a lawkeeper who was there to punish them when they did not keep the law and bless them when they did. And then Jesus enters into the world and says, I no longer call you slaves. I am going to my father and your father. You are sons and not slaves. I came to set the earth on fire with the fire of my love. And it is that fire of his love that brings us the sense of peace and safety and security. That allows us to live out the image of God in our lives each day. 
and living out that image of God in our lives each day means that we know who we are in Christ. We know what our Lord has done for us. We know that no matter what else happens in our life this day or this week or this month or this year, that our Lord is always there for us. He always answers us with his mercy. And when we allow him to transform our hearts, we cannot help but to go and love those around us. That's the difference in being a Christian. That's the division that our Lord has come to establish. Because he's constantly calling us to conversion. And conversion will cause division. It will disrupt other people's lives. If we start living for our Lord, it'll disrupt other people's lives. When we truly live out of our relationship with our Lord, we stop sinning. Maybe we have friends that we used to sin with. They're not going to want to be our friends anymore. It brings about division. But it also brings about great beauty. You know, the other day, yesterday, I went up to Boys Town with a group of engaged encounter presenting couples, and I'd never been to Boys Town before. I know it's like 45 minutes, and Father Flanagan's cause for canonization is just like move forward, but I'd never been to Boys Town before. And so we went up there and we had a tour, and kind of walked through the visitor center, which walks us through the history of Boys Town from the time that Father Flanagan, as a young priest, was working with homeless men, and he realized it was very difficult to work with homeless men, because it was difficult to move them, and he decided, or felt our Lord calling him to work with homeless boys, because if he can work with homeless boys and start to form them and love them, they had a chance. So he started this house with five boys. And then it became like its own town. And it was sort of just amazing to watch how our Lord worked through his life at a certain point in our history when there was so much material poverty to change the lives of so many young people. And I think one of the most powerful moments for me, and I'm not sure why it struck me so much, but we were at the end of the tour and we were standing there by the Two Brothers statue, right? Which is sort of the symbol of Boys Town. It's an older kid with a younger kid who has polio riding on his back. And the student who was giving us the tour was telling the story of how this young boy had polio and he was always late to class and he was kind of always behind. And so the older boys started just picking him up and giving him rides wherever he went so that he would be there on time, right? And they did this the entire time they were there. And this younger kid was getting bigger. And there was a day that Father Flanagan walked out of his house and he said, like, isn't he getting heavy by now? And the older boy said, 
Father, he's not heavy, he's my brother. And that just struck me very, very deeply. He's not heavy, he's my brother. There was a need or a natural desire to love this person who was in need. And it just kind of flowed out of these young men because of the love that had been given to them. And I was thinking about today and how we don't live in that age of material poverty anymore, but we live in an age of great spiritual poverty. John Paul II wrote in his reflections on the new millennium back in 2000 that today we face a new poverty And it's the poverty of young people who are growing up in divided families, or people from divorced families, people with addictions, people who don't know that they're loved, people who are neglected, people who suffer great loneliness. This is the poverty we live in. And that poverty manifests itself so often because so many people in the church, they feel this great loneliness and isolation. And they don't want to be a burden to others. I know couples that have been on the brink of divorce and I've said, have you talked to any of your friends about this? Oh no, I don't want to be a burden on them. I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to be a burden on them. Young people who are struggling with great loneliness, who don't want to be a burden on their parents. I don't want to be a burden to them. They're so busy. They have so many things going on in their lives. Oftentimes this happens in the families that look like they're perfect families. They do natural family planning. They have eight kids. Every Sunday, they're in the front row. They've got all their smiles on their faces. In those larger families, sometimes there's somebody who has like a physical sickness, and then the rest of the kids are like, I don't want to be a burden because mom and dad are too busy with that one. And we grow up in great isolation and great loneliness. And we need somebody to say to us, you're not a burden, you're my brother. Your problems aren't heavy, you're my brother. It's what it means to be a community. It's what it means to receive the love of our Lord and want to give it to others. To be able to say, I'm never too busy for you. You can never be too difficult for me to reach out to. In our own time, we have a need to respond to this spiritual poverty. 
and we have a need to be set on fire. We all know that we're not living in a time where the church is very supported by the moral structure of our society. We're on the brink of becoming this smaller and more faithful and on fire church that's living in a pagan culture. And if we're going to endure that transition, we have to fall radically in love with our Lord. That is the only thing that will keep us faithful, falling radically in love with our Lord. Realizing that I am not a burden. I'm a brother. And entrusting ourselves completely to him. Jesus says, I've come to set the earth on fire. And so today, let us pray that our own hearts will be set on fire with his love. Let us pray that we will be the kind of Christian that seeks to reach out to those living in spiritual poverty. to more effectively become a community and a communion of love. And in a special way, we pray for all of those living in that spiritual poverty, those who suffer from loneliness or abuse or neglect, those who feel disconnected and overwhelmed with the burdens and stresses of their daily lives, that they will not be afraid to reach out to the church, that the church can and will be a force of healing for them, that will be the image of Christ's mercy in their lives. And by our witness that we will set our own community on fire with the fire of Christ's love.